0: First service is 9 a.m. to 10.30, followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now, for the best part, let's get into the Word.
1: Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Even Father, as we assemble this evening at your table, Lord of glory, we pray that King of Kings, you give us, oh Father Lord, your revelation, my Father Lord. Give us your word, my Father King of Kings, oh Father Lord, that give us your revelation, my King of Kings, that we may understand your scriptures, my God, that we may be edified, that we may be educated, that we may be elevated, that we may be encouraged in you, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, I surrender into your hands, my Father Lord, and pray that King of kings you'll have your way unhindered in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god Ah, somebody answers amen and amen and amen hallelujah ready to receive the word this evening like i said for those of you who uh started with me i I still have a lingering cough so if you see me uh, trying to cough please bear with me just catch the word and not the cough amen hallelujah well, this evening I want to share from a subject that I've called "Fight for Your Mind." Fight for your mind. We are in seasons. We are in a period where people are losing their mind. People are losing their mind because of um, of the situations, because of what's going on. Because you know, uh, they they get overwhelmed and they lose their mind. <clears throat> so this evening I've come to encourage you: don't lose your mind. Why? because you need your mind, hallelujah, you need your mind, your physical uh, surroundings should not dictate and should never dictate the state of your mind ever, hallelujah, you should be in charge and some right right now in the UK, the weather is changing, (laughs) when the weather changes and the sky is overcast, you know, some people tend to, you know, to internalize the weather, you internalize the weather, so you meet somebody and their face is like the weather. Their face looks like the sky above us, you know? And uh, on top of that, when they coupled with the bills, coupled with all sorts of stuff, you know, they, you find, they find themselves in, in, um, in a place of sadness. Let me tell you, sadness c- can distort your vision. Sadness can distort your vision. Just like those overcast skies, you know, when they are up there during the day, they distorts our vision. At times, you know, at time, I think we are about to get into a period when it gets um, when it gets dark at around four. You know, you know. So sadness renders rich colors dimmed. You can't see rich colors. What all you see is overcast. All you see is dull colors. You know, and if uncontrolled sadness becomes depression, it becomes depression. And in this state, it blots out all the lights. <laughs> Once you, you allow yourself to enter into depression, every light is blotted out. It leaves a blackened, desolate landscape. You begin to grow up in the dark. Hallelujah. That is not where you want to find yourself, child of God. <clears throat> Whatever the situation, you need to maintain a resourceful my state of mind you understand that maintain fight for your mind fight for your mind whatever the devil throws at you whatever he he has he has ever thrown at you and will continue throwing at you because he's not gonna let up if you thought that he's gonna have a holiday there's no holiday for him is that's that's his job to derail you to try and, and derail you all the things that he throws at you are targeted at your mind because the moment he has your mind, he has you. So he'll use financial situations. He will use relational situations. He will use bereavements. He will use the pandemic like the one in which we are going right now. And he knows that the moment he has captured you in your mind, you are finished, but we refuse to be uh, captured by him. We refuse to be captured by him. We are going to fight for our minds like never before fight like your life depends on it indeed your life depends on it it's all about the battle of the mind from eden from the garden of eden from the garden of eden it has always been the battle of the mind <clears throat> you understand so number one always remember that whatever you are going through is not strange the bible says it's not strange it's it's it's, it's it has been happening before you were here has been happening before you are here. Hallelujah! How do we know? First Peter. Let's read First Peter, First Peter chapter four, verse twelve, verse thirteen. Remember, we are in Bible study. Hallelujah! So pull out your pencils and your pen and your pens, iPhones and whatever it is that you record your uh, verses in, and let us study the Bible. Amen. What does it say? First Peter chapter four, verse twelve. To 13. He says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you. Do not be surprised. Some of us get surprised when you fall sick. Oh my God, how can I fall sick? I am a man of God. I am so whatever you I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Fiery trials will come to test you. Hallelujah. They will come to test you. And, and Peter is writing to the church and saying, Don't be surprised as though something strange was happening to you. Did you hear that? Do not be surprised. Some of us are surprised. How did this happen? Where did this pass? Do not not be surprised. Do not be surprised. He says, but what you need to do is to rejoice as you share in Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Hallelujah. When his glory is revealed, He uses that word fiery. He's talking about a fiery ordeal. Peter is describing the very painful experiences that you and I may be going through right now. He's talking about a burning fire, as in cooking hot. Some of us are deep, deep in the oven right now. It's cooking hot, it's piping hot. Too hot, too hot, too hot, too hot. You are exposed to fire and you are wondering what's going on. You are surprised is saying they come to test you they come to test you as in the testing of purifying of metals metals (laughs) ladies like jewelry they like silver they like gold but all these metals my friend are are passed through fire as beautiful as they are they are made by fire it's the fire that has made them (laughs) hallelujah so God wants you to be, I think Job says that once he has, after he has tried me, I will come out as gold. Hallelujah. Job, you know, the epitome of, uh, the epitome of, of suffering, you know. He said, after he has tried me, I will come out as gold. After I have gone through the ordeal, the, 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 the fiery ordeal, after I have gone through the furnace, after I have gone through the fire, I will come out as pure as gold. I'm reminded of the three Hebrew boys who were thrown into that furnace that was heated seven times the usual the guys who were putting them in the furnace were consumed by the fire themselves hallelujah remember that but then when they were thrown into the fire the king realizes that there, there were more than 3 so he asks and says did, did we not put in three people and the people around him begin to to think is is uh, is the king crazy can he not even have the arithmetic to count three people he says, I, yeah, but I see a fourth person, and he's like, you know, a son of, a son of God. What does that mean? God is in that fire. In, this, in that fire, that, in that, in that fire, uh, uh, f- uh, furnace that you are going through, God is with you. You will not be consumed. You will not be consumed. The Bible says that these boys came out of that fire unscathed. They came out without even smelling. Not even their hair was, 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 was burnt. They were not smelling of smoke. How? How can it be? How can it be? And that's that's how you're going to come out. Whatever situation it is, you are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out. You are being tested just like the metals of fire. You are being tested. Hallelujah. You are being tested. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 2. What does he say? He says, the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold. yeah, 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 yeah. The furnace is for gold. How many of you want to become gold? How many of you want to become that precious vessel? You know, we pray, Lord, make me this precious vessel. Lord, make me this. Lord, make me that. But we forget that what makes us that that which we desire is fire. (laughs) It's fire. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold. And the man is tested by his praise. In this situation, are you still praising God? Are you still praising God in this situation? Some of us have thrown in our towels. We have, we have hung up our hopes, just like the children of Israel said, how, how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land, in a land that is, you know, that, 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 that is uncommon to us. We are not used to this. How can we sing the Lord's song in such a land, they are asking. So what are you doing in this season when you are going through thick and thin? Instead of being sad, instead of crying, instead of you know of, of lamenting, he says, in, uh, uh, Peter says, instead you know, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. <laughs> he continues to say in First Peter chapter one verse six, chapter First uh, Peter chapter one verse six. Let's pull that up as well. First Peter chapter one verse six. What does he say? He says, in this, you rejoice. Why? Though now, for a little while, whatever you are going through is not permanent. It is for a while. It is for a season. Let me tell you, even this coronavirus that we are suffering right now is for a while. It is for a while. It is for a while. It is just a little while in the name above every other name. It is a while and a little while. It's just a little while. It is for though for now for a little while, if necessary. What does that mean? Whatever God allows to have because nothing happens to you without his knowledge. <laughs> He's not in heaven somewhere, you know, asking himself how 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 you and how I ended up seeing sick the the, the 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 past few weeks. He's not surprised. He's not shocked. He is omniscient, Hallelujah. So, whatever He allows to come into your life is necessary. <clears throat> if it is unnecessary, it won't come by. It won't pass by your door. It is necessary for you. It says, if necessary, you have been grieved by a few trials, no, various trials, manifold trials, different kinds of trials, different strands of trials. Hmm. So he says, so that so that the tested so that the tested genuineness of your faith. you see what you see? What is testing is testing your faith. Meaning there is fake faith <laughs> and uh, genuine faith. Genuine faith, he says, genuine faith, which is more more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result may be found to result, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Your faith is being tested. More than the gold. Your faith is more precious than the gold. So it will be tested. Your faith will be tested. The words that you hear right now, you will be tested regarding the words that you hear right now. You will be tested. So uh, uh, Peter says, rejoice. Rejoice when this happens. Rejoice. Don't just rejoice. In fact, James James puts it this way. James puts it this way. In James chapter one, verse two, he says, count it all joy, not some joy. Count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet again, he uses trials of various kinds, just like Peter did. Trials of various kinds. You see, some of us (laughs) are not just facing just a few. We are facing many. We are facing many trials. We are facing various trials. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith does what produces steadfastness. Your faith, having been tested, is what produces steadfastness. Hallelujah. And it says, let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. They come for a reason. They come for a reason. The tests come for a reason. Whatever you're going through uh, comes for a reason. Hallelujah. That you should be made perfect and complete, lacking in nothing completely. So, what is he trying to tell us? He's, telling, he's, uh, he's trying to write to us and telling us that we should view you know, trials uh, as, as divinely ordained. You know, divinely, o- divinely ordained to test our faith and make us good disciples. Do you understand? Because, like I said earlier, nothing comes to you without him allowing it. <laughs> Never. Never. He's not playing catch-up. no, 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 He's not playing mop-up. No, 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 no. No, no. He's in charge. Hallelujah. Number two, you need to know that you are not the first person going through whatever you're going through. <clears throat> you're not the first person, and neither are you. will you be the last one. Because there are three kinds of people, you know. There are those who have gone through it and won. They have conquered. The Bible talks in, in Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about a, a, a crowd of witnesses. A crowd of witnesses who have read, who have gone ahead of us, they have conquered. They keep cheering us, uh, cheering us on. You can do it. You can do it. We did it. We we conquered here. You can, you two can conquer. So there are those who have already gone through it, the test that you are in right now. And right, guess what? They are right now. They are going at through another one, <laughs> another wave, another level. Hallelujah. Then there are those who have gone through them and were defeated. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They were defeated. They were consumed in the fire. <laughs> and then there are those who are still going through, like you and me. They're still in that tunnel. They're still in that tunnel of issues. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to be a winner? Are you going to be defeated? That's why um, Peter and says we need to resist the enemy, the enemy of our minds. Resist him and all his cohorts. Resist him and all his cohorts. Hallelujah. Sorry, my scriptures were, um, earlier they, they, were, um, they were skewed. They were the other way around. They were mirrored. <laughs> I hope they are now better. This is why says. Resist him. Firm in your faith. How do we resist him? We resist him firm in faith our faith, resistance. We need to be resistors. You resist by pushing back. He pushes, you push back. Hallelujah. You resist him. You do not give him even a foothold because all he wants is just a foothold. The moment he has a foothold, he's in. This is what our our fathers in, in the Garden of Eden did not do. They did not resist him resist resisting firm in your faith, firm in your faith, not shaky faith. How? Knowing with the knowledge that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So you know that you know you are not the only one. You know you're not the only one. Hallelujah. But you resist him firm and rooted in my faith. Hallelujah. How are you standing in your faith? How are you standing in your faith? How is your faith? Like, that's why I prayed in the, in the beginning. <clears throat> we read that verse where Jesus Christ was praying for Peter because he, he, he noticed that the devil had wanted to sift him. The devil had wanted to sift him. He said, I have pre- but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. That your faith may not fail. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are going to resist that devil in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Lord. We are going to resist him with everything that we have in him. James chapter 4, verse 7 writes, it writes in James chapter 4, verse 7 it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Hallelujah. You see, when we resist him, he runs away from us. How do you resist him? Firm standing firm in your faith, unshakable in your faith. That is how we, that's how we resist him. That's how we fight him. Hallelujah. It says submit yourselves to God. First and foremost, you submit yourselves to God. <clears throat> That's how we came into sin because our forefathers in the Garden of Eden did not submit themselves to God. They didn't submit themselves to the Word of God. Submit means, you know, you you, you you lower yourself under a hand of somebody. You give yourself to them. They did not submit to God. And when the devil came, they entertained him. They entertained him they entertained him they gave him they gave him a foothold <laughs> that's all he wants a foothold you can't you can't allow him a foothold in your mind you can't hallelujah that's why uh, paul writes in um, to, uh, to the church of ephesus in chapter 6 verse uh, 10 when of common scripture that we quote every other day it says finally be strong in the lord finally be strong in who in the lord not in your job <laughs> not in your uncle not in your whoever it is that you you know you think is strong not in their government but be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might <clears throat> that's where our strength lie lies so as you do how do you do that so you do that by putting on not half the armor but the whole armor of god why that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Do you see that? We cannot stand the, against the schemes of the devil if we are not fully dressed. Most Christians are, are half naked when it comes to the armor of God. But this evening, may we, if you are that kind of Christian, may you pull out, may you pick up every, 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 every every equipment that, the, that God has, 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 has prescribed for us in order to stand against the schemes of the devil. Are you standing? Because he's shooting, are you standing today? Have you been standing? (laughs) That is the question. If you are not standing today, you can get up. There is an opportunity you can get up again. You can get up again, child of God. Because why? For we do not wrestle against flesh. We are not fighting flesh. This thing is not flesh and blood. it's against rulers. It's against authorities. It's against cosmic powers over this present darkness. It's against, you know, spiritual forces in the heavenly places. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. They're there. That's why he says, therefore, take up what? The full armor of God. Why? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having had done all that, he says, stand. Stand. Hallelujah. So we are going to resist the devil. And we are going to, you know, resisting the devil and, uh, and, and standing firm, go hand in hand. <laughs> they go hand in hand. So realizing that other people are going through the same thing, there is hope. There is hope that you're not alone. There is hope that you're not alone if you do not give up. There is hope if you do not give up. Hallelujah. If you do not give up. <clears throat> there is hope. How do I know there is hope? Let us go into the scriptures. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. This is what he writes. He says, After, somebody say after, wherever you are, put that cup of coffee down and say after. <clears throat> there is an after. <laughs> Even if we, we just log off right now, there is an after. There is an aftermath of what, of what you are going through. There is an after you are not gonna die in this no 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 no. there is an after (laughs) there is an aftermath of that sickness there's an aftermath of that joblessness there's an aftermath of that paperlessness there's an after hallelujah there is an after after you have suffered how long a little while a little while says, the God of all grace, oh yeah, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, what will he do? He will himself do what? Number one, restore you. There is restoration. Whatever you have lost is coming back. Whatever the Kankawams have ate is co- are coming back. Whatever the locusts have are consumed are coming back. He himself is not going to send an angel on this one, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. does not require angels, mm-mm. He himself is coming. He himself is coming. He's coming to restore you. He's coming to, after restoring you, he wants to confirm you. There's a confirmation. There's a confirmation. He'll confirm you as his servant. He'll confirm you as his prophet. He'll confirm you as his teacher of the word. He'll confirm you as a prophet. He will confirm you. And after that, what will do? He will strengthen you and then he will establish you. Establish means means that you dig ground, you dig a foundation. When this building in which I am speaking right now is established, it's established. It's established. How is it established? On a foundation. He will establish you. Right now there are things, you know, pushing you up and down. You are like, but I'm telling you that you will be established if you ensure that it does not get to your mind. What is the mind? Because we are fighting, we are trying, we are we are learning about how to fight fight for our mind. I'm trying not to cough into your TV or your phone. <laughs> the mind, my friend, is that which is responsible for your thoughts and your feelings. It is a seat of the faculty of your reasoning. Hallelujah. Some people think that the mind is the brain. That is incorrect. The mind is not your brain. The brain is a physical object that can be seen with eyes. It can be scanned. It can be photographed. It can be operated on by surgery. We have got brain surgeons. But we do not have mind surgeons. (laughs) If you know of a mind surgeon, I need need you to, to, to show him to me. There is no surgery for the mind. Only God can touch the mind. Hallelujah. (laughs) The mind is not a physical object. It cannot be seen with eyes. It cannot be photographed. It cannot be repaired by surgery. Takes God. That's why we need to fight for it. That's why we need to protect it. Hallelujah. Our mind and body are different entities. For example, you are now sat in that chair, you know, after a long day, you know, your body is relaxed. You just, you just sipping at a coffee or a tea and uh, you are immobile, you are just sat. But your mind can be very busy. Your mind can be in Africa, your mind can be in Asia as you sat in that, uh, you know, house of yours. That shows you that your mind and your body are different. Your mind is busy traveling the world. The mind does not need visas. The mind does not need passports, no. It can travel at any time. (laughs) They are not the same entity at all. You understand that? But what the brain does and commands the body to do is from the mind. Hallelujah. The mind, your mind is fed by external events is fed by external events, which we call gates. We have got the sense, which are called the senses. We've got the sight gate. We have got the hearing gate. We have got the smelling gate. We have got the touch gate. We have got the test gate, rather. Now, all these external events then go on. um, The way they enter into our mind is through filters. Filters. Everyone has got filters, different filters. Different filters. The way you process information is not the way I process information. You understand? We process information through the filters, filters from our past, filters from our uh, present experiences. And these events, as they're entering into our minds, they they transmit millions of information, millions of information, bytes per second to the brain. Millions and millions. So once in the mind, once they, they enter the mind, then they signal to the brain and the body what to do. So they trigger emotions. Emotions, they trigger moods. They trigger thoughts. They trigger actions. They trigger worry. They trigger anxiety, which either generates uh, uh, pessimism or or, or optimism, you know? All these are influenced by the events that enter into your mind. You as as scientists, you uh, um, estimate that the human retina, your eye, that eye, <clears throat> it can transmit a, a visual input at roughly 10 million bits per second. It is similar to that Ethernet cable that is connected to your, to your router, this eye. And this is what, it's an estimate because nobody knows you know, its capacity. Only God does. That's how powerful it is. That sight gate. So it matters what you're seeing. What are you seeing? What are you saying? The Bible says in, the, in Genesis, when the woman saw that the, food, that the fruit was good for eating, it was when she saw, when she saw. Enemy number one, I normally tell you that enemy number one is not your neighbor. He's not that colleague at your, at your place of work. it's not your boss. Enemy number one is your eye. What are you seeing? What are you, not only your eye, the gates that we talked about, your senses, whatever you allow to enter into your mind. That is your enemy that's why we need to be experts at controlling what goes on in the mind what we what accesses us for us to be successful we need to be experts at controlling what enters our minds we need self-mastery you need to be in charge of your mind not the circumstances being in charge <clears throat> no Hallelujah. In the world of sports, one's emotions in competitive sports can determine their success or failure of performance. It can dictate their success or failure. So if they go into the playground, for example, it's a football match, and we have Ronaldo. Ronaldo is one of my heroes. If Ronaldo enters into the pitch with a stinking, you know, <clears throat> stinking attitude or stinking emotion. He's not going to perform. Hallelujah. But you know what they do? They are, they are steeped at managing those emotions. He's got to leave those emotions in the changing room if he's to perform on the pitch. They perform not because they are prob- problem-free. They perform not because they are trial-free, but they have come to that level where they know how to rule. Those emotions, they don't allow them to rule over them. What am I trying to say, child of God? You need to remain with a sound mind. Whatever the enemy is throwing at you, you need to remain with a sound mind. You need to be calm, to remain calm during a windstorm. That's why Jesus Christ taught us a lesson as he was with his disciples. he enter into the boat. The The moment they get into the boat, what happens? The tempest rises. There's a windstorm. But Jesus Christ is, is, is sleeping. He was not panicking. <laughs> no panicking. Hallelujah. No panicking. No panicking of fear. Fear is from the devil. Fear is of the devil. <clears throat> if you are consumed with the fear, I can guarantee you, you are being you know, fed by the enemy. In God, there's no fear. <clears throat> In God, there's only reverence. Hallelujah, reverence. But if you are consumed by fear right now, then you are not of a sound mind. You need a sound mind. You need tranquility. You need peace. You need peace. Hallelujah, you need peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding, he says, will guard your your mind. You need peace. Hallelujah. Fear is from the enemy. That's what 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1 verse 7 says, for God gave us, God gave, God gave. He has not given us a spirit of fear. No, 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 no. (coughs) He has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us a spirit of power and love and self-control. We need to have and maintain a sound mind. Hallelujah. Why? Because reason, reason being that God has given us, you know, the requisite equipment for this. He has given us the requisite equipment to keep our minds sound. Number one, he has given us assurance. He has given us confidence. He has given us boldness. He has given us courage. Courage is the antithesis of fear. Hallelujah. You need to be a confident man. You need to be a bold man knowing that whatever that he has thrown at you, you are going to the other side. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, let's cross over to the other side. The moment he says, let's cross to the other side. They are in the boat. What happens? the sea turns topsy-turvy so when even when you are in that kind of situation you need to be a child of god who god don't allow thoughts like oh my god we are finished the thoughts oh my god we are sinking (laughs) the moment you begin to allow them to enter into your mind they take over they take over is the tempest rising is that is the sea you know you know misbehaving (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let it do what it what whatever it does. If you are gonna maintain maintain your stance, saying, "I am. I must get to the other side. Just do what, do your thing, roll however much you want to roll, roll. But I, I must go to the other side. I have that confidence. I have that assurance. That is faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. You understand, child of God. You must have faith. Do not let your faith be shipwrecked. Because of situations. So he says he has given us power. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us power. Power to do what? Power to withstand. Power to dominate with moral authority by the spirit of God. You have the power to dominate. You have the power to withstand. It is in you. It is within you. It is within you. Hallelujah. He He has given us a spirit of love self-sacrificing that is self-sacrificing self-sacrificing service to other people whilst you are going through thick and thin you need to be still serving people <laughs> you understand that going through thick and thin but not thinking only about you you still have room for others <laughs> And then he says he has given us a spirit of self-control. What does that mean? Self-control means that I am in charge and I'm not going to allow the circumstances to rule over me. I'm not going to allow them to, 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 to take over my mind. In other words, I'm not going to lose my mind. Do you understand? I'm not going to lose my mind because I am in charge. I have got self-control. Let him bring his best. I'm talking about the enemy. Uh, he, uh, he will not enter here. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30 says, <clears throat> A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Hallelujah. The message puts it this way: The message says, <clears throat> A sound mind, a sound mind makes for a robust body. Hallelujah. I like the way it puts it. A sound mind makes for a strong body. Because a weak mind will make, you know. Makes for a weak, a weak body. <laughs> says, but runaway emotions corrode the bones. Runaway emotions are emotions that are, are, are just rampant. They are, they, they, are, they are running all over you in your house. You need to put them in check. Put them in check. <laughs> put those emotions in check, my friend. They cannot rule over you. They cannot rule over your mind. The Amplified says a calm and undisturbed mind hmm? and the heart are uh, the life and the health of the body a calm and undisturbed mind. Did you hear that? How how can a mind be undisturbed, yet there's chaos around it? It can only happen in God. If you're not in Jesus, if you're not in God, if you're not in the Word of God, your mind will be disturbed. Your heart will be disturbed. You cannot be calm. You cannot have tranquility. Tranquility, my friend, comes from a person comes to a person who is guarding their mind <clears throat> you understand that a man called bruce lee <coughs> some of you were born yesterday but some of us who were born a long time ago you know there was this artist called uh, bruce a martial artist called bruce lee this is how he put it he said emotions are your enemy emotions are your enemy <laughs> It says when you get into, in, when you get into an, an emotional state, you lose your mind. You lose your mind, and, let, and listen. When you lose your mind, you lose focus. You can never focus unless your mind is in the right place. When you lose your mind, you lose fo- your focus. When you lose your focus, you lose your ability to perform at peak performance. You lose your ability to perform at peak. So what are you going to do? Because these, these situations are around us. <clears throat> There's a lot of turbulence around us. What are you going to do? You and I need to dissociate our minds from any disturbing situation or surrounding. To maintain tranquility on the inside, you're going to dissociate from the the, 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 the the turbulence on the outside. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is uh, this dissociation is the opposite of association when somebody associate with something it means he's connecting with it it means he's actively participating in it so we cannot actively participate in the turbulence that is around us that is that's, the moment you allow that to happen then you have lost your mind so dissociation is when one is outside something he is detached from it but he's observing it hallelujah it is happening around you, but you are calm. That's why I, told, I tell people, I sleep. I sleep. There's nothing that can take away my sleep. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Because I have got this assurance that whatever it is, I will cross over. As long as I have his breath in my lungs, I will cross over to the other side. Hallelujah. We all have them, bad feelings, negative experiences, and problems, you know. They will will come. But we need to use them as learning experiences. Use them as learning experiences and learn to keep a distance from them. Keep a distance from them. Dissociate from them. Do not allow, do do not give them room in your mind. That is how you fight for your mind, my friend. Do you understand? In a depression, but not depressed. <laughs> that can happen. <coughs> you can be in a depression, but not depressed. Hmm? How do you do that? You know the facts, but you are living by the truth. The facts are saying else negative. The facts are, are saying elsewhere. But for you, you are living by the truth, which is the word of God. The word of God. The word of God, the word of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> this is what Paul's listen to what Paul writes to the, um, the, the church in Corinth, very common scripture that we normally read. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh, the flesh. For our weapons of warfare they are not of the flesh but they have divine power to destroy strongholds they destroy strongholds ah, yeah, 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 yeah. do you have the you know the, the the weapons that you have in your arsenal In your arsenal. <clears> he <throat> hmm? says we have the ability to destroy arguments where do arguments happen arguments happen in the mind. We destroy them. We pull, we shoot them down. Every argument, every argument that is contrary to the word of God, you shoot it down straight away. Do not entertain it. it says we destroy them. Every left left opinion that's raised against the knowledge of Christ, of God, we ha- we take them of captive. We take them captive. <laughs> we don't allow them to roam in here. <laughs> we don't allow them to roam inside you. You understand? We take them captive. We take them captive. We take them captive and make them completely obedient to God. They must comply. The thoughts in my mind have got to comply. They've got to comply to the word of God. The message says, the world in which we live is unprincipled. It is a dog eat dog out there. That's what the message says. So the world doesn't fight fear hmm? it doesn't fight fear but we don't live or fight our battles that way he says never never have we and never will we Says <clears throat> so the tools of our trade the tools, the equipment that we have hmm? they're not for marketing or manipulation no 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 but they are for demolishing that entirely massive, ma- ma- massively corrupt culture. We are there to destroy. So we use our powerful God-given tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down and, and uh, barriers erected against the truth of God. We pull them down. And everything, you know, we, we, we subject to the word of God. They have got, they have got, they have got to fall in line. they have got to fall in line, their thoughts have got to fall in line, it's a fight my friend, you've got to fight for your mind or you lose it, that's why you need to put on the full armor, full armor, full armor, you need to put on the full armor, Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, he speaks about uh, the helmet, he says take the helmet to salvation, what are you doing, you are protecting your mind and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, Guard your mind. Guard your head like a boxer. Have you seen boxers Boxers put on those stuff to guard their, their heads? We are guarding our minds. Hallelujah. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. Amen. Are you together with me? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart with all vigilance guard your heart with all vigilance why from from it flow the springs of life <clears throat> the word heart uh, is used here to represent the inner man the mind he's not talking about this heart that you know is kutu, kutu, kutu. No, no 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 no. he's talking about your inner man he's talking about your mind guard your mind that's in, that includes your thoughts do not do not let your thoughts wander don't let them wander. You know, you, you, some, when somebody engaged in thoughts, <clears throat> they are wandering. Control them. Take them, you know, take charge of them. Take charge of your will. Take charge of your emotions. It all starts with the mind. The key to everything you do in life is to guard your mind. You have got the responsibility to guard your mind. You have got the responsibility to guard your mind. It is your responsibility. You have the keys to your mind. You have the keys to your mind. Do you want peace? Do you want health? Do you want success? Do you want enjoyment in daily life? Happy marriages, you know, stable emotions, good relationships. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. What does it mean to guard your mind? To guard your mind means to protect your mind, to defend it. You've got to defend it. That's why we have got defense forces. A country that does not have defense forces is not there. Every country has got de- defense forces. They invest in seriously in defending their, their, uh, their territory. The defense budgets of these countries in which we live, you know, are uh, hey, astronomical. It's not for nothing. They are defending their territory. You need to defend your territory defend your territory notice that this word is a very active word guarding you cannot guard passively you cannot guard when you're sleeping you cannot guard something you know when you are in a lackluster uh, you know mood no no no. it's not a cavalier mode you've got to be active if you are to guard your mind you know you must be active and you must be intentional in doing so do you understand that you have to be a good custodian of your mind. You know, do you do you open your door to anybody? Just anybody who knocks at the door and you just open? No, you don't. The only person that you let into your house is the person that you trust. So if you do not open just for anybody outside, just enter your house, in living room, enter your bedroom, you know, have a leeway in the, in the house, they take away in your fridge, you don't do that. If you don't do that, Why should you open the door of your mind to the devil? Like I said earlier, Adam and Eve failed to to guard their minds in the Garden of Eden. They opened the door to the enemy. They opened to him. He came with total distortion of God's word. And that's all the devil does. He distorts. He comes to distort the truth. In psychology, there's a term um, called cognitive distortion. Cognitive distortion. Cognitive distortions are inaccurate thoughts they are inaccurate thoughts that rein, re- reinforce uh, negative thinking. They reinforce negative feelings. They are negative. They are inaccurate. They are thoughts, but are in, they are inaccurate. Cognitive distortion is called. Distortions, that's what the enemy does. He distorts. And distortions are common in, every, in all, everyday thinking. The people that you allow into your, into your life, most of them come to distort truths. You understand? We all have them. These things apply to our lives. Hmm. They are around us. They are in our the... <laughs> world. And most of us just go around never questioning them, you know, simply because we are not aware of them. You see, you cannot, you cannot guard against that which you are not aware. How can we question them if we are not aware? <clears throat> Adam and Eve did not question what the devil told them. <clears throat> they just bought whatever he sold to them. Did God say? <laughs> they considered God a liar and the devil the truth bearer. Can you imagine that? That's what happens to us today. If you are not on God, that's what will happen. God's word will be nothing to you and you will take on all the lies that the enemy is throwing at you. So without realizing it, we accept the devil's distortions as facts. And that's where the trouble begins. You understand? In fact, they say that there's a link between increased distortions in our thinking and the presence of anxiety, the presence of depression, the presence of conflicts, you know, in relationships. There's a linkage. (coughs) This is how conflicts, you know, happen in relationships. Somebody comes and distorts a word. Do you know what he said? Do you know what he said? they distort. All these people that are whispering in your ears, most of them are just distorting the truths and you are listening. Do you understand that? The definition of a distortion is a twisting of the truth. They just twist it. That's a lie. It's so sad to think that our well-being today hmm, and the quality of our relationships could be jeopardized by thoughts and beliefs that are not true. <clears throat> Politics today are being, you know, influenced by, you know, distortions. People's beliefs are being built on distortions. You understand? Not everything that you read is true. Not everything you see on Facebook or whatever book it is, is true. You need to question them, my friend. Do not just, you know, take in, take in, take in. You need to guard your mind. Guard them. Guard your mind. You need to catch these lies. As long as you are on guard, you cannot catch them if you're not on guard. That is why it is so important to catch the lies from the outset so that they will no longer cause unnecessary strife or stress in your, in your lives. Do <clears throat> you understand that? The first part is to recognize the lies. Recognize the distortions in your minds. Become aware of them. Catch them. How do we catch them? We catch them through the word of God. We compare the word of God with what we are hearing. That's the reason why you need to abide in the word of God. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's the only truth. It's the only truth. It's the only truth. <coughs> Jesus Christ wrote to the, um, spoke to the Jews and said, you know, in John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Mm-hmm, he said to the Jews who had believed him, <coughs> if you abide... If you reside, if you stay, if you dwell in my word, uh, yeah, yeah, if you dwell in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will do what? You will know the truth. In other words, you will know the distortions. You will know the distortions of the day. Had, there were many distortions in, the, in their day, just as there are many distortions today. And it says, and the truth will do what? It will set you free. It will set you free. It will set you free. We need to abide... In the word of God. As we bring this to a close. I just want us to read uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. He says in the New Living Translation. Peter writes to the church and says. Therefore prepare your minds for action. Prepare your minds for what? For action. It's time to fight. It's not a time to rest. It's not a time to sleep. It's not a time to, to eat everything that is passes passes you by. It's a time to fight, fighting for your mind. It says, "Be self control and set you and set and set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed." Fight for your mind. Prepare your minds for action. It's a time for action, child of God. <clears throat> you understand? And Paul writes to the Philippians in chapter four, verse six to nine. He says, "Do not be anxious." And think, just think about the positive only. Don't be anxious, do not allow the negative into your mind. <clears throat> it says, Rejoice in the Lord. How many times? Always. Just rejoice. Whatever you're going through, whatever I know you're going through, thick and thin, you are surrounded, just rejoice. Rejoice. It says, Let gentleness be evident to you. He said, The Lord is near you. Why? Because the Lord is near you. He is with you. Do not be anxious about anything. He says, But in everything. By prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your requests to the Lord. And he says in verse 7, I love this verse, and the peace of God, hallelujah, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will do what? Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It Will guard your mind. It Will guard your mind. But when things are falling into pieces outside there, you will be in, at peace. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he says, finally, think about this. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. You know, whatever is, is praiseworthy. Think about this. Hallelujah. And he says, the, the God of peace will be with you. Oh. The message says, do not fret. Do not worry. Instead of worrying, pray. That's why we call prayer. We call prayer. We have prayer meetings. We have that morning glory every Monday to Friday. That's what we are doing. <laughs> it's not because we are problem free. It's we just go to pray. We take them our requests to the Lord because we want his peace to guard our minds. Do you understand? Child of God, fight for your mind. Fight for your mind by remaining on god as you fight for your mind you will control your life and you will have a victorious life hallelujah amen and amen and amen just close your eyes wherever you are and i will pray for you some of us may be struggling you have allowed a lot you have opened the the gate it's like there's no there's, there's no gate in your mind everything just enters this, morning, this evening, we are going to get into our minds and we are going to evict everything that does not belong there. We're going to flush it out in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to jettison them. We are, going to, we are going to remove them in the name of Jesus. We are going to clean house. Whatever that has not been noble that you have allowed into your mind, this mo- this evening, you are taking out in Jesus. You yourself have going to take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out in the name above. Begin to take them out. Whatever thoughts that have been negative, whatever, you know, things that you have allowed in, whatever, you know, lies that you have allowed in your mind, re- remove them. Let there be a cleaning this evening in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And after cleaning, this is what we do. We build a hedge around our minds. We build a hedge around our minds. We are going to be on guard. Hallelujah. We're not going to sleep. No, 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 no. We are guarding. We are guarding. Nothing enters unless we allow it through our senses, through those gates that we talked about, through the sense of smell, the sense of taste, the sense of, of touch, the sense of of, of of sight, we are not going to just allow them in to enter. We are going to guard our minds in the name above every other name. Build those guards right now in Jesus' mighty name. For he says that you must guard your heart. You must guard your mind with all diligence because out of your mind, that's where the issues of life emanate. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, I pray that you help your children this evening, my Father Lord, to clean house, to clean their minds in Jesus' mighty name. Some of us have been engaged in dirty thoughts. My Father Lord, King of Kings, because of dirty thoughts, we have been engaged in dirty actions. But in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we are cleaning house in the name of Jesus. We are cleaning everything that is negative, everything that does not pertain to your word, we we are rendering obsolete and we are rendering them out of our houses out of our minds out of our bodies in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god father we welcome your word fill us with your word fill us with your word in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god i thank you for Heavenly father every one of us has a reason to be a god of their minds in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god we pray and somebody shouts amen and amen and amen give me a clap offering wherever you
0: are thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website, www.shiloh.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives building dreams. Until next time, God bless.